Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 3, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First and foremost, we'll once again take a look at the daily chart and discuss what's going on from a daily chart perspective. In brief, we're above all the moving averages and the trend is your friend until it's over. But there's a couple of other things that jump out at me on this daily chart. Let's name one of them first. How about the fact that they did not fill the gap today? And I'll discuss why that's important in a moment. The gap was 383.79. The high today was 383.70. Is that an accident or a coincidence? And the answer is no, it's not. Because while they're up there, they could have certainly went higher by 9 cents. The choice was not to hit the gap. So we have to interpret that one of two ways. One way is that's weakness and they're going to fall away. They missed the gap and that was a tell. In order to get a better sense for that scenario, meaning lower prices because they missed the gap, we have to take a look at other charts. There's nothing on the daily chart that really indicates to us that we're going to see lower prices tomorrow. Why can't they just go fill the gap first thing in the morning? And the answer is they can. But do the shorter time frame charts tell us something different? Did the day and the afternoon morph into something different that may run into completion or continuation on Thursday? That's possible. We'll take a look at the charts. How about the 240 minute chart? Anything different or anything evident on this chart? And the answer is not really. They're just running sideways, eating time off the clock, running sideways since the gap up that culminated yesterday. Since this is a 240 minute chart, it's basically half a day. So you can see yesterday's candle ending 1330 was the gap higher. That was yesterday's gap higher. And they've just been going sideways ever since. There's no magic there. We see that all the time. Now, what are those two lines? 381.50 we talked about yesterday. We've been talking about that number. Inside the numbers, members are very familiar with that number. There's another line underneath. Let's go to another chart and you'll see clearly what that is. Now we go down to a 120 minute chart. Do we see anything different? And the answer is not really. It's the same eating time off the clock underneath the gap. The second way we interpret this is they missed the gap today. Whether they did it on purpose, whether they couldn't do it, doesn't really matter. What's happening is they're eating time off the clock building energy under the gap to do what? Under normal garden variety conditions, they're doing that to go through and higher than the gap. That's really what's going on here. The way that comes off the table is by closing hourly below 381.50. Since they've been up here, when have they closed, at least on this 120 minute chart, below 381.50? And they haven't. Here, you can see the close. This was yesterday's close. 381.53. What about this little shimmy down to that 380.50? What's up with that? We'll get to that later. Can we uncover anything on the hourly chart that gives us an indication other than they're going to run higher when they're good and ready? And the answer is no. On this chart, it is what it is. They're doing the same thing that we saw on the other charts. The only thing that we have to be aware of and the thing you can't protect against, for example, let's say you were long the market looking for higher prices, 
you can't protect against a gap down that doesn't show up on the chart the day before. So for example, there's nothing bearish on this chart right here right now, but that doesn't mean the market can't gap down tomorrow morning and it starts a whole new sequence of events. Even on the hourly chart, they're above all moving averages. There's nothing wrong with the tape, period, full stop. You know I like to provide different perspectives on the market. So here we talk about the fact that they couldn't get to a gap, they'll normally fill the gap, and if they miss it and they start trading lower, certainly is weakness and we have to heed that type of situation. However, when we look at the futures chart, since the daily chart contains no gaps, what do we see on the futures chart? We see something that happens all the time. We had a big breakdown candle, the market found support where it did, now we've climbed up to the top of the breakdown candle, period, full stop. Nothing more, nothing less. It's still a little strange they didn't fill the gap in the SPY chart. We'll see what happens tomorrow morning. If we wake up to something in the southern direction in the other way, then we'll know that not filling the gap was in fact the tell, but you don't know it's the tell until the tell materializes. At present, we take the market at face value. The duck is they're building energy now to trade through the gap, having eight time off the clock right underneath the gap. That's what's going on at present. If in fact they're doing that, then what we're seeing here is that we're going to bust out to new highs once again. If in fact the gap is only a way station and they consolidated or built energy to trade through it, and they go higher, there's not that much higher other than new highs. How about inside the numbers? I think there's a lot of important information in here today. I think you should pay attention. I think today was one of those days, in fact, not think, but no, today was one of those days where we had one heck of a cadence with the market. For all intents and purposes, within two pennies, we picked off the dead low. Nothing going on at zero dark 30. Let's start with the early thoughts. So the futures went sideways all night long. The lower end of the range is about 38.25 and the upper end was about 38.43. That's just for informational purposes. We're setting the table. We're talking about the gap is a destination. 381.50 is important and represents the area around yesterday's close, which is another gap if they open above. Again, we're setting the table for if they fall or if they rise at the open. We don't know which one's going to happen, but we need to be prepared for either one. Candle closes above 384, opens the door for all-time new highs again. And there's a shenanigans tale on the board. I'm not sure whether it was there in last night's video or not. I didn't go back and check but I noticed it after the video. Here's the daily chart and you can see the tail I'm discussing. It's the tail from the second, which is yesterday. It goes down to the gap left open from Monday. The tail low happens to be 376.32, slightly above the gap. The gap is about a dime or so beneath that, but it's interesting information nonetheless. What can we do with that information? Nothing. It's an awareness stuff. It goes to a gap, so if the market was heading toward the gap anyway, we would be looking at the gap. So the tail candle doesn't really do anything for us, but it's interesting to note nonetheless. All right, let's see what else we have as the day begins to get underway. 
They're in a continuation from yesterday. They were running sideways yesterday. They're running sideways all night long. We let them open the day and get a handle on the storyline. More pre-market information, not relevant for this video. Let's say they drop them after the open. What's a spot? Remember 381.50. If they do that, they'll likely spike it to make it look good since they already ran a test late yesterday. Remember that. Write that on a sticky note. We'll get back to that later. How about up north? 384 and then some. The prize would be around 384.75, maybe up to 385 on a good spike. And that would be overhead resistance translated to a potential short, but it's 923 in the morning. The market's not up there, so we don't know that yet, but I'm just, again, setting the table. Let's continue moving along. Late addition to stocks on the move. Checkpoint software, CHKP, of note. We'll get to that when we get to stocks on the move. After the opening bell, they did drop the market a little bit. They made an effort to get to 381.50, not close enough. There should be support under 381.50. Let's see what else we've got. At the time, the duck was that they were going to fill the gap. How and when is the mystery. They don't send postcards ahead of time. So therefore, pullbacks are okay until they're not. That's why we have to have a spot. And the spot is below 381.50. Why is that? Because we know that 381.50 is important. Therefore, if it's important and they drop below 381.50, the odds are they'll fight their way to get back at least to 381.50, if not completely recapture it and go higher. That's what they did today. That's why you say underneath is the buy because we know 381.50 is important. Therefore, even if they drop below, they're coming back. All right, let's see what else we've got. 10.11, again, get out the sticky note. If they drop into the zone, 380.50, give or take, would be the best buy area. Traders can dip their toe into the water below 381.50, but will have to tolerate lower. Pause the video and rewatch that last section and then remember this commentary when we go to the chart. By 1021, they're doing the thing down south. Soon it will be showtime for the bulls to put up a goal line stand. 1025, this could take some time. Those that are long are looking for candle closes back above 382 for the bulls to get on their horse. There, there's a different sports analogy for you. Traders that bought the best buy on the board at 380.50 need to book profit along the way. 381.50 will be resistance and 382 is needed to rally. Take profit along the way. You know the routine, right of the vertical is today's activity. We open the day, in fact the opening print was 382.44. So they went sideways for a while, they tried to break out and then they failed. They came into 381.50 and that's the beginning of the support area. 380.50 was what? Was the best buy on the board. Low of day. 380.48. The rest is history. You can see what happened. They went back to 381.50. They got above it, but they tested it for a while before deciding to take off. About 382. You can see here in this candle, what was the high? 381.99. So they weren't ready yet. So they took some more time. They got above 382 and the rest is history exactly as it was laid out early in the morning. Nice trade. That's the tour guide 
What else could you possibly be looking for? Back to the notes. Let's see what else we've got. At this point, later in the morning, you begin to manage the trade. Some traders are out really quick. Some traders sell a portion and they hold a portion. Why? Because you never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. Doesn't matter whether it's the index itself. Doesn't matter whether it's a stock on the move. Doesn't matter. You never know. Why can't they go up and fill the gap? They came up a few cents short. They almost did the entire ball of wax. Moving right along. You can see your 381.99. What I urge you to do from here is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts and double check the work. What I can safely tell you is, as far as the SPY is concerned, that was pretty much it for the day. It was a hit the low of day and a grind higher all day long. So there wasn't really anything else to do. What else do you want if you catch the low of day? Can't do that every day, but we do do that more than most. Stocks on the move. We had two that hit their price objectives today, EA and Checkpoint Software, CHKP. The other three did not hit the prices we were willing to participate at. Therefore, there are no trades. We'll take a look at EA first. 138.60 was on the board. Here's one of those situations where it came down, came close, rallied away, came back into it. So what we'll say here is it becomes a trader's choice, not my favorite type of trade on the board. However, you can see the numbers work. 138.60. Over and over again, the numbers work. It's displayed each and every night. Won't classify it as a triple or a home run. It wasn't necessarily a rocket ride. This was a base hit or a double, depending on how you played it. Well, guess what? Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Similar situation with Checkpoint. We put it up on the board maybe 10 or 15 minutes before the opening bell. Didn't come into the number until later on. Again, did the same thing. Came close, bounced away came into it and gave the trade. I don't know how many traders took it after that, but you can see here, low over here was 121.90 against 121.93. That was on my board. I think I put 122 up on the page. There's your 122. Now they collapsed at the end of the day, but after this situation, let's say it didn't do this thing where it came very close and bounced away, but it actually came in and did the deal. Then if they come back down below the entry price after giving the deal, doing the deal, giving the trade, the minimum, and then some profit target, then you have to be out. This way you don't take a loss in the remaining portion of the position. That's how you manage the trade correctly. You have to treat this as a business. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Anything to discuss material not really. They're above all the moving averages. They're slightly higher than they were yesterday by a buck. There's no new information on the IWM. They were weak in the beginning of the day, along with a couple of other sectors or markets, but they recovered, finished up a buck, half a percent. You can't really do anything with that information. They were up more than the SPY, but not enough to say it's a puzzle piece. Let's cover the VIX tonight. The VIX had a nice spike when the market sold off last week and it's collapsed all the way back down. What's the next buy area for the VIX? Well, first of all, the VIX is never really a normal chart. Look at this chart. It just goes up really, really fast, collapses back down, and then doesn't do anything for a while. Very difficult chart. It's not a traditional chart. When we look at the weekly chart, 
we've got a couple of things to eyeball. So we've got a weekly low. So based on the week's close by this Friday, the low here is 22.20. If they close below that on the week, we're going to look for lower prices. They'll likely come back down all the way to the 200 period moving average, somewhere close to it. That's certainly in the cards closing the week below that low. A spike of that low, 21.50, may be an opportunity for the VIX. And here's what I'll say. If you're participating in the VIX, you need time. Because if you're wrong in the timing, it can melt away on you. So you have to give yourself some time. So how do you play the VIX? Well, there's a couple of ways. You have some of those exchange-traded products. Those are tough because they're not meant to be held over a period of time. They're meant to be traded mainly intraday. You can buy options on the VIX. So for example, call options on the VIX index itself, you have to have time. You have to give yourself a few months. It's kind of a set it and forget it, knowing that eventually you're going to get the spike in the VIX and you'll get paid. But you still want to buy on sale. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? Below the 50 and 20 period moving average, didn't rally today, up four bucks, basically a flat day. There's nothing we can do with that. We know an important spot. The breakdown candle high we talked about last night, right here, that high comes in at 12,540 and change. They need to get above that and close above that into these moving averages, get over the gap. They need to fill the gap, get above that. That'll put them in the vicinity of the 20, above the 20. Then they can get going. That's what the bulls need. All that stuff that we just discussed is quote unquote overhead resistance. If you look at the hourly chart, you can make a case they're doing something very similar that the SPY is doing. They went up and they're going sideways, eating time off the clock. Okay, fair enough. If the next move is higher, they will go fill the gap and higher into these moving averages. What's the other side of that? What does a failure look like? Getting below this low right here, 12,324 on an hourly close. Yeah, they'll go fill the gap, but that's the beginning of a failure. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley? How come they tried to bust out to a new high today and finished on the low? What's going on there? Is that a tell? Is that a proxy? Is that something going on? Is that a flare up in the air? Who knows? They're high on the chart, near all-time highs, so we have to take it with a grain of salt. The trend is your friend. It's the dominant thing, but everything starts somewhere. So we have to take something that happens like this. We have to notice it. Even though the Qs were only down one-third of 1%, we have to look at what happened today. We have to take what happened and say, hey, they tried to bust out, they failed, they finished on the lows, there's something squirrely about that, let's put it on the table as a puzzle piece. And since we're on the topic of tech, we might as well cover Smash Mouth before the financials tonight, and the same situation is occurring here. All of a sudden, we have a chart that looks like this, a move down and a bearish wedgish thing. And the SMH, or the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, is a proxy for the tech space. The tech space is generally some kind of tell for the remainder of the market. If tech is going to sell off, is it likely the S&P and the Dow are going in the other direction? Probably not. Becomes a chain reaction. That's why we look at each individual market, each individual market independent of other markets, knowing 
that some are leading indicators for others doesn't tell us anything definitive. They're leading indicators. We take notice of these things. Is this hourly chart for Smash Mouth one that looks like it just came into support and we're going to have a rocket ride up tomorrow? Or is this a bearish pattern after a down move, eating time off the clock, and from a symmetrical perspective, doesn't look to be completed yet? 130, even down to 128 before any real support shows up. Anything doing with the financials up 18 cents, can't make a federal case out of that up slightly more than it closed yesterday. That's about it. Right now, the 20-period moving average is going to be resistance. Until and unless they get above there and fill the gap, they start closing above this gap, then they can get to the old highs, fill the gap up here, maybe even make new highs. But again, this is overhead resistance, so the whole market would have to be a rising tide lift all boats type of situation in order for the XLF to do all that stuff. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.